Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan. This week we discuss why Doctor Strange needs facial hair for the fate of the universe. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in the cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland and with me always is Danny Vincent. Hi, it's me, Danny V, laying down the reps on this podcast. That's not my e. main Miranda impression. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. gotta, gotta get into your nose. <laughs> oh, Hi, my name's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you right. Can spoiler alert. I don't want to do that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> From this point on, we will discuss the latest episodes of What If and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers but we'll gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any leaks, but if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. Now let's get into What If, episode four, five, and six. Tyler, what you think? Um, definitely better than weeks one and three. Um, Marvel Zombies, finally. Um, it was really nice to have the return of characters we hadn't yet seen in this show, and it is really cool to see characters interact that had no prior interaction in the MCU, um, such as like Killmonger and Tony Stark. Uh, and Kurt to me, and everyone. Kurt and everyone. Huh? And Zombie. Never mind. I messed you up. It's oh. whatever. I was talking <laughs> so, about Kurt. Kurt's never interacted with any of these guys. Kurt Russell? You know who no, David Desmaclean's character, Kurt, Baba Yaga. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Shows uh, what a David Desmaclean fan you are. You know what? I don't think Marvel's a fan of him either. He had to share credit with the Spider-Man voice actor. He's not famous enough to get his own credit. Anyway, Aww. sorry. Boo. Sorry, David. I mean, you're the, you're a, uh, you're like seventh build in the Suicide Squad, you know? So, But I have bombs. So I guess you're a loser. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on, Tyler. <laughs> So to me, that's what this show is about, um, is getting to see these characters interact, getting to see things that we've not seen yet and don't have a possibility of seeing in the MCU canon. Um, it, it doesn't, shouldn't have weight to it, and it's just a fun, wacky show of scenarios. Um, and that's my take on it, and if it changes, then I'll just stop covering that. I'm just going to start covering random DC stuff 1999 you steel thank you stop me and i don't appreciate it if you're it shouldn't have way to it when you knew that my favorite of these three episodes was easily the doctor strange episode but i do agree with you that i think if we were to compare episodes one through three to four for six four for six collectively is a better collection of stories mm-hmm. um so one is really the only one worthwhile in those first three um I think the Doctor Strange episode is easily the best of these three, and I think it could even be better than the Chala Star-Lord episode. I think it told a really good story that still felt emotionally resonant within that time constraint, and I think it had the best animation in this show by far because Doctor Strange allows for trippy animation, and it really built up to its potential. I also think the voice acting was better than this episode than the other two. It's mm-hmm. better to cover back a voice actor and has done so. Like we know, we talked about the Hobbit movies on this podcast. We know he's a good voice actor. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into that when we talk about the episode. I thought the zombie episode was okay. 
I felt like it was a little forced on what characters they chose to interact with each other. Um, I thought the Killmonger episode was kind of cool, but I felt like it was very rushed. And I think it missed a big part of why I like Killmonger. My biggest takeaway from the show so far is how much I miss T'Challa and how I feel like this show in a way is setting badly because it obviously isn't true. It sets up T'Challa as the new face of the MCU because he's mm-hmm. really the character in all these. I feel like. Yeah. And the yeah. ones that haven't shown up and have, outside the Doctor Strange one have notably been weaker. Oh. But anyway, that's a different point. But anyway, so this week we're going to do something a little different. Normally we write out a ton of notes. Uh, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each of these episodes for about 20 minutes. I'll have a timer going, and once I reach it, I will be like, ah, we can't stop. we got to move on to the next episode. So let me get this timer set up because Google's being a... Oh, while I get the timer set up, uh, so, so uh, did, you, uh, did you see anything uh, did you see anything this week? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with your lifetime. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I watched... Uh... Oh, Disney Plus took the Wolverine off of <laughs> its platform, and it's not on Hulu. What's up with that, Bob Chapek? Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, I don't under I don't understand why you know the X Men are coming to the MCU eventually, and you put the Wolverine, which is much better than Dark Phoenix and The Last Stand, you put that one up. And then you take it off of there, and Dark Phoenix went up on Disney Plus this week. Like, what I think, are you doing, well, Disney? I like to do over text is that I would rather the Wolverine not be allowed on Disney Plus because the Wolverine is significantly better if you watch the unrated cut. So put that on Hulu and only allow the unrated cut because it's the better cut. I think that's mm. actually, I think the Wolverine is the only movie I've, we'll talk about the Wolverine someday. I think it's the only movie I've seen really where I'm like the unrated cut. It makes such a difference on the film. Uh, it's just, cause it's not a director's cut. It's an unrated cut. And that's a, there's a difference. Yeah. All right, I got the timer loaded up. Google is acting dumb, but I got it. So cool. Cool. Once I've, once you finish reading the title, I will start our timer. So uh, what was the title of the fourth episode? What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? A bit of a cheesy title, I feel like, but like, yeah. it, it gets it gets its point of part across. I think it's really funny to imply that like Rachel McAdams is his great love when, like, when what we got in the <laughs> in the movie was not so much. And you know, if if they're if they're dating, or if they're even. Still in contact with each other. I don't really think Infinity War does a good job of showing that. <laughs> or, or or his appearance in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, as far as I was aware, they just don't talk to each other anymore. I thought she got Jane Foster. Now, yeah. I think she's in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, my real impressive thing here is that they got Rich McAdams back for this. Because <laughs> she, she's always my go-to. Like, such a wasted character. Like, not character. Such a wasted actor in the MCU. Yeah, um, we actually I talked about her last week. I remember because I was like, Katie is how Rachel McAdams character should be. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought this was, as I said, I thought this was the best episode of the three. Um, I thought um, Benny, Benny Cumberbatch, good voice actor. Ben Dick Wong, good voice actor. Tilda Swinton, good voice actor. Um, Paul Bettany. 
Wait, not in this episode. No, he's not. But I was yes, thinking of a good. different episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> not as up, but sure. Yeah, get on, I like get him on too. Track, Tyler. Uh, I just start naming random. Like, just uh, I actually really like the first ten minutes and steps of the most, where he's trying and just failing over and over again to save her. It reminded me in a weird way of like the scene in like the scene and up. You know, where it's like these things happen, you can't really stop them from happening. And it's a time travel thing. Uh, and I do want to say, I think this episode more than any other one, you kind of got to take the idea that this isn't really following the Loki rules of the multiverse entirely. Yeah. Because obviously the way to fix this is, oh, just don't like it's it's clearly not even like I don't know how to say this. I don't think it's a parallel timeline. I think this is like a different dimensions version of Doctor Strange. Does that make sense? Like, this is not a different timeline. This is a different Dimensions version of Doctor Strange because it doesn't really function with what the film Doctor Strange tells you at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because it's like, you can't change this past to make it not happen when obviously it did not, like, he got became the Sorcerer Supreme without his girlfriend dying. Uh, And yeah, you know, also, I just think it's a little like, I don't know. I haven't seen Doctor Strange in a while. I think it's a little... The premise of the episode inherently doesn't really mesh with the MCU. Uh, to, um, because I don't really vibe that they're like a great love, you know? Yeah. Like, even at, at this point in the movie, she doesn't like him that much. They're like f- work friends. Yeah. And maybe like she thinks he's a little attractive because, and maybe she, like they're both attractive people. Then maybe they both think they're a little, both a little attractive, but they're not like into each other. So to me, it's like this is like an alternate, like a very alternate version of Doctor Strange. But, I will say that I don't think there are a lot of, like, Doctor Strange media, as far as I'm aware. Like, growing up, you know, if he's going to show up in a cartoon, he's going to, like, guest star in Spider-Man, right? He's not right. going to get his own story. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is cool to me. Like, that's why I liked it. I was like, this is just a cool Doctor Strange story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I thought that it was, we got to see a lot more. We got to see more magic in this, um, which is something that, like, you know, the... The beginning of the of the episode, you know, with the just the Groundhog Day type scenario. Um, yeah. Uh, with that, um, like that is cool, but also like Doctor, it's Doctor Strange. We have magic that we can. There's more that we can do with this character, and I like that they also went on to uh, to do that. Um, and it basically just this event changed his. Um, his motive, uh, yeah, really, um, his modus modus operandi, and uh, yeah, I I will say that like when I started watching this one, I was like, this is already so much, so much more than what the previous week was, than what episode three was, um, yeah, and I was like, this is already better storytelling, um. It's not relying on past past um, entries into the MCU like what the first episode was. It's very self-contained and Doctor Strange. Yes. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, kind of like the first episode. Everything else so far has been the first episode and this one are the only ones that like have stayed with their corner of the universe, you know? Yeah. Which I I like. I think it's cool, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah, I do. Oh, I, I thought you had more. I cut you off. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So note this: Stephen Strange has no facial hair when bad things happen to him, 
But after he grows the facial hair, he now has that possibility of good things happening. Perhaps if he would have grown some scruff on his chin, Rachel McAdams' character would still be alive. Also, Danny, I know this argument is invalid, but <laughs> let me have my moment. <laughs> okay, you can have it. You're allowed. There. Um, I think it's interesting also, I mentioned this to you before we recorded, is that, um, what do they call it? They call it a pivotal moment. Uh, absolute and, uh, point. An absolute point. Yeah. Um, and apparently the writers of the show said, we should have called them nexus points, but Loki's scripts had not been delivered to us yet, So, and we already had been to Cumberbatch so we're not going to really change that. Right. We're not going to call him back in to just be like, he'd be like, why am I, well, excuse me, why am I here? I can't do a Benedict Cumberbatch voice. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I'll be why, honest. Here's the thing about I Benedict here? Cumberbatch. Here's the thing about Benedict Cumberbatch's voice is like, I don't understand like the sex appeal of him, like how he looks, <laughs> but I do a hundred percent understand the sex appeal of his voice. Like, yeah, hundred like, Totally makes sense to me. Like, if I had been to Cumberbatch's voice, like, that guy should have a podcast. Everyone would listen to it, right? Like, people just like listening to Ben to Cumberbatch talk. Tyler's like, nah, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> he's, you know what? Actually, I was thinking also of his voice acting in this is, you know what voice acting role I know of him besides Smaug? Is uh, his role in the, the Illumination Grinch movie. Where he basically does his Doctor Strange voice, but way whinier. I forgot that he like, was the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm bored. Like, he literally delivers <laughs> all of his lines like that in the movie. And there were points where he was like, I just want Christine back here. I was like, oh, there's the Grinch coming in. <laughs> I, I did uh, hear on the Zombies episode, I heard a little bit of uh, Gollum come out. A little uh, bit of Smeagol. You mean in the... The kill, the killmonger, the killmonger episode. episode. Yes, I am. Come on, Ugh. come on. <laughs> You're failing. It <laughs> is the second time. Uh. <laughs> Rule of three. You're gonna do it again. I knew it. Anyway, um, I have to do it again. Now. I also like. Uh, I don't know. I love to be like. I like Wong. I always like Wong. Oh, I don't remember what I wanted to mention. Is another reason I feel like this is just totally disconnected from the MCU to me. Is that like we have this story where Doctor String metal with time and it's very much tied to the first movie and Baron Mordo does not show up. <laughs> He's not in this. There's even a like I'm pretty sure there's a scene in the, the thing where they show like the events of Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it's the ancient one and Wong. And in the actual movie, I think it's like Wong and Mordo who talked to him. Pretty sure. And it's like, yeah, okay, I, th- like, I think so. I think it's so. It's like when he's playing with the apples, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that was and then they the then they introduced another character um, that I don't think we've got in the MCU before. Um, when he when he goes to that goes to the temple to try and absorb uh, the powers of the, of those creatures from other dimensions. Um, yeah, his name is pre- Bang, It looks like yeah. Um, so what I had said this in our coverage of Shang Chi, which that episode um, just came out, so if you're listening to this episode, after you finish this episode, make sure you go back and take a listen to um, our conversation about Shang-Chi. Um, also, uh, see, make sure that you see Song- Shang-Chi before <laughs> you listen to it. Yeah, because uh, spoilers. Um, but like like I had alluded to in that, in that episode, um, I had said that what if seems to be the testing ground 
for new characters and new ideas for um, Marvel audience, for the Marvel audience. And I, I think that if a new character shows up in this show, that we could see an iteration of that character show up in the canon MCU. Um, right now, I don't want yeah, I don't want to call this show MCU canon, you know, just yet because they've not made necessarily made that yeah illusion. I but. I actually thought the end of this episode might be like a reveal that like they worked together to create the main timeline in the MCU, which I thought would have been a really cool like like way to tie this in. It would but be I really cool really- to see the multiversal war. But well, I think well, I think we're gonna get that at some point with like Ant Man three or whenever we actually can get a major like threat. Gotcha. Level. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say also is, or even in the multiverse of madness, um, what I will say also is, is that uh, well, one, I'll say the joke I said to you when we uh, I texted you was like I like that this proves that Rachel McAdams did nothing in the original Doctor Strange movie. Because the entire movie plays out apparently exactly the same, despite her not existing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, which was a um, big thing to me, which is the ending of this episode where the Watcher talks to him. I was like, ah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. This is serious. And what's cool is, like, early in the episode, he sees the Watcher and he's like, is someone there? Yeah. And I really, lo- that was like, uh, are they actually doing this? And at the end, like, yeah, they are doing it. But he's like, yeah, I'm not interfering. You, you did this to yourself. Which is why I think it will be interesting if this version of Strange returns. But I guess we will see. I don't know. We do have a few episodes left. Yeah. Um, three episodes. Right? This is a I nine, also just think nine that, episode series. Yeah. Yep. What I will say also is I think specifically about Cumberbatch is he's a, such a good voice actor in the sense that you can tell. Um, like there's a very clear difference between the two versions of Strange we get in this episode. Like voice-wise and it's not just the reverb it's like very much intonation how he talks mm-hmm. intonation how he like that's that was just very stupid to me it's like if you googled intonation definition it'd be like how he talks um so <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's, it's, a, it's a good episode this is a good episode. yeah we don't have to fill the whole 20 minutes yeah yeah this, this was a good we this was on. a good episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh no, we got eight minutes. Left. So reset. What else do we talk about? Where Re- was the? Where was Nick Fury? <laughs> reset the timer. Reset the timer. Wait. So I can go I on say one my more next thing. rant. I want to say one more thing. Okay. I want to say one more thing. I like how Wong, when he's literally like dying, is like, "Yo, Doctor Strange, don't worry, I'll put this protection spell on you." Okay, bye. <laughs> like Wong's just so chill. He's the best. We love Wong here. Oh yeah. Anyway. I'll reset the timer. <laughs> okay. So also. Uh, you have to say the title. You have to say the title. Oh, I thought I was doing a rant to fill the, the time while you. Oh, no, not anymore. Change stuff. Sorry. I, I have I, more I rants. I have rants ready to go They're They're in the back pocket. They're ready to go. Okay. Episode okay. five. What if zombies? Worst thing I've ever watched in the MCU. Throw it out. Canceled. <laughs> um, it was. Okay. So. It wasn't. I don't actually think it was the worst thing in the MCU. To be clear, <laughs> I do not agree with that. But go on. Okay, but I don't agree with myself. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not it's not the greatest what if episode that we've got. Um, it's I want more. I want like I want a what if zombies 
or not. I don't want what if zombies show, but I want like a, I want a Marvel zombies show. I think that would be, that's really cool avenue to go down. Um, Disney plus let's do it. Come on. Um, so yeah, my, my top question from this episode is why does what if Bruce Banner look like the child of Jason Gordon Levitt and Rami Malek? You said this, man, I don't really, I don't really see it. My, my comment back is I think what if Paul Rudd looks older than actual Paul Rudd, uh, which <laughs> that was my joke of this. Is like, he looks, he's got a little wrinkle around his eyes. That's not like Paul Rudd. Um, I had something I really wanted to say about this episode. Yeah, I, I can sum up everything wrong with this episode in one moment. Do you want to know what that was to me? When Sharon when, Carter was okay. one of the survivors. Besides that. <laughs> besides that. The worst thing about this episode, and I think you'll agree with me, is when Bucky is faced with the opportunity, has to kill Captain America, Steve, a zombie version of Steve. And when he does it, he goes, I guess it was till the end of the line. It's like, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I was, <laughs> just, I was like, like, why are we joking so much about killing your, like, because that's not the only time this happened. That's just like the big one. Yeah. There are other moments in this episode where they have to kill zombified versions of the Avengers and they crack jokes about it. And it's just like, what? Like, huh? yeah. But go on. Sorry. Yeah. See, this, this is where, like, I had a lot of fun with this episode because there were no stakes. And it's just, it's just a ton of just going at it and just, let's just have fun with it. I don't know. Like that's, that's the thing is from the start, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, I really like that Spider-Man is one of the, one of the like lead, like people, you know, leading the, leading the team. I don't know. This team really didn't have this team of survivors didn't really have a leader necessarily. It was kind of just everybody. Like it was Janet and Okoye. Mm. But like those were the two I got the vibe. From. And then like oh. I also Happy Hogan. I think Happy Hogan had like he was on screen for the longest time all like at once. And he did it with what if zombies? I I feel like it, he's not. I think been, you need to rewatch Spider Man Homecoming. He's in that movie way too much. Yeah, or uh, act honestly far from home. He's in both of those movies way too much. <laughs> uh, I I I don't like it's. It was fine. Like that was my main. Like it was. It was. It was the issue was also like they picked characters I don't care about for this. Yeah, group. yeah, that was, you know I don't like MCU Spider Man. Uh, I like Koye. I I don't even, okay. Here's the thing: it's like I like David Dasmaklin getting a paycheck. I don't really have a. I don't have an opinion on Kurt. He is a character, like you know, like it's like oh, it's that guy, you know. That I liked. Uh, I did like. Where the zombies came from. I thought that was clever to tie it in with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked... Oh, you know what I liked about this. I didn't even say it on this. I liked Paul Bettany being in it. I think Vision yes. is always a presence in this. I like... I, I said... I think I, I texted you. like, we're back in WandaVision era and I love it. I think what's special about the Paul Bettany to me in this show is that... 
we were into, and this is more so, so with the next episode, but you know, we were initially introduced to him in the MCU as Jarvis and with vision, he's like so covered in makeup. And to me that like, he's kind of, <laughs> this is good, such a disservice to him as an actor, especially with what he did in WandaVision, but like civil war, right? He doesn't really get a chance to act in that movie. It's basically a voice role, even if he's in all the makeup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm used to hearing just vision's voice. Or Paul Bettany's voice. So to me, it's like, oh, yep, there's Vision. And he's exactly like everyone else here is like having an issue, like melding into their character. But Paul Bettany's like, I've done this. So like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. So that works for me. And it's, it's kind of the same thing with uh, to much lesser sense, like Thanos's kids or like when Josh Brolin showed up as Thanos. Like, yeah, these are characters that are mostly voice roles. So any um, any time that you say kurt i immediately think of my name is kurt wagner but in the munich circus i was known as the incredible nightcrawler i that quote oh yeah yeah i had forgotten about that but yes yes that's that's just what i think of so i i picture nightcrawler and i'm like when was nightcrawler in this but yeah um no it's it's kurt the best what if fox mutants showed up in the MCU. That should be the plot of the What If WandaVision. Well, okay. Actually, that's not true. Uh, the What If WandaVision episode should honestly be not like what if Ralph Boner was actually Fox Quicksilver as much as I want it. The obvious answer for the What If for WandaVision has to be what if Wanda had expanded the bubble to cover the whole, hex to cover the whole world and then we get to see all the sitcom version of the Avengers. That is what that is what the what if for WandaVision has to be because we need to see the sitcom versions of every single MCU character. <laughs> that just saying, like that's where we got to go with this. Um, I will say also, and I alluded to this earlier. Um, T'Challa, great, love him. Glad we got more Chadwick here. I would say this episode and the Killmonger episode are incredibly eerie episodes for what they do with T'Challa. Yeah. In both of them. Uh, obviously not on purpose, but like specifically in this one where he gives his death is not the end speech that we got in um, Black Panther originally. It's just like, oh my God, this is too much right now. Um, but the reason it's not emotionally effective is because he's talking to a head of Paul Rudd. Uh, ooh, I, again, is I, never, okay. I forgot I like, about okay, that. I, I, I really like I that. Like yeah, that Paul. Okay, I like it to a degree. What I don't like is like he finds out Janet has died, and he immediately is just like making jokes. And I'm just like, okay, I get this is like the appeal of Marvel. I get that like a zombie episode. No one wants a dark zombie episode. What I like specifically. Well, you want a dark. Well, I think you want something that's more fun, though, right? You don't want to I like, want, all these characters. I want the a time. dark, fun, like fun, dark humor, uh, zombies. Siri started talking. That was weird. Um, yeah, I was like, is that Felicia? No, that was that was Siri making a guest no, no, appearance. <laughs> that's the name of the episode right there. Um, so yeah, I want like a like a dark, dark, fun zom- Marvel zombies um series not animated yeah well i mean i don't think you're gonna get that no i'm not you know no. Like, you're, you're not but uh, you're like honestly i feel like you're lucky you caught this but a Let's boy can wish <laughs> uh 
Like, I can wish for WandaVision Season 7. Uh, uh, what I also want to mention is... Uh, so, this is going to be... This is Danny Complaints again. So, you know what the actual monumental thing about this episode is? Because there is something that, about this episode that like was trending on Twitter, I remember. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. And then it didn't really have anything to do with the episode. That this is the first time Spider-Man has mentioned Uncle Ben in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Uh, my issue with this is, though, is I think what he's saying is the exact opposite of what I want to hear from Spider-Man. Him being like, you know, when you're faced with tragedy, you just got to put a smile on your face and get your way through it. No, that's not what Spider-Man is. <laughs> like, it isn't. Like, it's not like when he's like Uncle Ben died. He's like, I got to look on the bright side. No, no. With great power comes great responsibility. Or in the case of this, you could say, we avenge them. Yeah. And would, like, you know what I like? But no, we got to. He's like, no, we just got to have. Say it for me, Tyler. What does he say we need to have? Dude, you know this. Great power comes great responsibility. What? No, in this, in this episode, in this episode, in this episode, he says, instead of saying with great power comes great responsibility, he says we have to have hope. Hope. Yeah. Hope. (laughs) And it's a pun. It's the same pun we got in episode three. Yeah. That was like, they're like, oh, we're so proud of this. So proud of it. We did it twice. Yeah, yeah, which... Now... The rule of three is gotta be in the same, like, it's gotta be in the same, like, The finale, they gotta bring in back hope. They're like, we're we're out of hope. They gotta be like, 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 oh no, what are we gonna do? And then out of the portal comes hope. (laughs) They have to literally say, there's no hope, and then hope walks out. She's like, I got. This. <laughs> She's, and that's the end of the season. <laughs> what if Hope Van Dyne has the powers of Captain Marvel, and then she shows up through the portal, and that because then she's overpowered and she's she's you know, OP. She can just save the day. I'm gonna be honest right now. I just thought of this. The one way time I've been okay with the whole pun if it was the title of episode three. If the episode three title was "What if there was no hope." Like, that would have been a, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not, no context on why. You're like, oh, that's a little melodramatic. Then you watch episode, you're like, oh, okay. Like, that would have been okay. Like, but no, these characters constantly saying it like they're being clever. It's just like, <sighs> so frustrating. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying <laughs> to think of a Disney, of a Disney or ABC um, sitcom that we could get a what if episode where like what if the superheroes didn't have powers and instead they were in like a a sitcom we can't do friends that's warner brothers um can't do how i met your mother because i think that's warner brothers as well i don't think there really is a big one i don't think can already do abc's not really known i mean besides modern family but well, they're known for like their family sitcoms. Yeah, but I don't know if I want. I don't know. I just, I just. Honestly, if what if does a Wandavision episode, they should do a Simpsons episode. Like you know, because it's animated. Like that would be my answer. Like pick an animated sitcom because it's an animated show. Yeah, you know they they own Bob's but... Burgers now. So yeah, give me that one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just just do that like episode of the Fairly Odd Parents where they're jumping into different cartoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so like that's a, the, the, do you have anything else you want to say about the zombies? They had some good action. I thought the Dark Strange action was cooler, but still had some good action in here. I, I, I like I like the vision twist. Um Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Yeah, yeah. the vision twist is cool. Yeah, I like the vision twist um, and um, I do think it definitely uh definitely pulls me to that thing where I go like it's amazing how much WandaVision made me care about these characters because imagining of course it would never be like this but imagining if this was the uh, mainline MCU movie like that, that'd be so funny honestly this is like oh we're gonna see the Avengers Infinity War wait what <laughs> you're watching it but if this was like the mainline movie right and yeah got, uh, and then sorry I lost my turn of thought that's okay uh, and then the yeah, so if this was the mainline movie and the Avengers were thing, uh, what was I talking about? I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is whatever. <sighs> whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be bothered. Oh, Wanda, Vision. Uh, I wouldn't care about them being in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like, if this was right, then I'd be like, why does Vision care so much? They haven't been in a relationship at all. And now I see WandaVision, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can buy this. You know, that, that was my point I was getting. Oh, to. yeah. Because remember, at yeah. this, this point in time, like, well, I, I think we both agree, we didn't care about them as a couple to the show. Yeah. So, so. Well, because it, it just but really, now we've had this sh- really didn't make sense I mean, for the, they, a, they gave for it the like, AI, for Jarvis to be, to. It also is like, yeah. they gave him like 10 minutes, of the relationship 10 minutes of screen time at the most. And I think even that's me over-exaggerating it. Um, yeah, which I understand that they were both like at the compound together. They were both like trapped because Tony was having Vision keep Wanda there. Yeah, but, but it's like a, it's like a, it's, a, it's a show don't tell thing, you know? Yeah, they told us instead of showing. Yes. It. Yeah. Yep. All right. Which is why like that one scene with like what is grief if not love persevering like pretty much makes up for all the compound time we didn't see. Yeah. Sorry, we can move on. Oh. Yeah. I don't have much more to say. Oh, I was just gonna, to say. I was just gonna say, uh, do you have any more to say? But you said that you don't have any more to say. Okay. Episode. Uh, I hope that Josh Thanos wasn't the zombie. Yeah. 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 It, the way that that episode ended, it was kind of like, okay, are we gonna get a zombie Thanos? Yeah. You know, like in the I, comics, the the zombies are they're still. They're still um, like they can still use their powers and they're still like conscious of like what they're doing. They just have this overwhelming desire to eat, to eat flesh. flesh. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I that, will say that to me, the only. Uh, the only one of these three episodes that had a good ending was the Doctor Strange episode. I don't think this was a good ending. I don't think the other one is a good ending. I think in that and that's kind of a point that I'll make later is like the endings of I don't think there's been one episode aside from episode two. Yeah. Episode two has been the only episode with an ending that actually brought closure to that story, to that individual story. I think the Doctor Strange one does. I think like it's a story of failure. But yeah. It's yeah. Conclusion. It's like your hubris can destroyed you and now you're here stuck in this empty universe for eternity right like, it's not a good ending but it is a it is an, ending. an ending yeah that that know? is true yeah but the the other ones are just kind of like well 
we ran out of ideas and we need to end the show because we've reached our time limit. Um, here's some an- animation. Boom. We're done. Um, cool. So here's some concept art. Yeah. Enjoy. Here's some concept yeah. art of what if in Infinity, in, in Infinity War, Thanos had already beat them to Wakanda and we'll just make them look like zombies. It was empty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we can move on. So, yeah. Um, episode six. What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? I just want to say, Marvel, you didn't use the ACDC song. You didn't use Back in Black. Yes, I know. And that was so obvious. If you're not going to pay for Robert Downey Jr., you should at least pay for ACDC. I I was like, I was like, really? That that was I, I will that say, was the absolute. That was the nexus point right there. That was I the they voice, didn't play Back in Black. I thought the voice acting for the guy who played Tony was fine. Honestly, I got used to it. I did, I did too. not think the Pepper voice actor sounded at all like when no, it no, not at all, nowhere near it. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, I also thought the Jeff Bridges impersonator was solid. I wanted more Obadiah Stain. I wish that this was more. <laughs> I, more, this I like was about Killmonger versus like, Obadiah Stain. I like how like. <laughs> At the very like top of this episode, Killmonger's just like, yeah, I was, I noticed this uh, suspicious activity, so I traced it all and I found it. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Killmonger, for for doing uh, doing your. Jo- I don't want to say doing your job, but like, what what he did, what Obadiah Stane did in this time, in like. In, are you telling me that in 2008, 2010, that Obadiah Sane was untraceable with his calls to try and get his boss murdered, to get the CEO murdered? I think this, you know, I will say, I think this episode is definitely the most like floating in timeline, where it makes no sense with the actual timeline. Because to me, in Civil War, it's, it's implied to me that he's only really recently become the Black Panther, like recently put on the mantle. Mm-hmm. And this episode takes place eight years prior to Civil War. Um, yeah. And of course, but Shuri actually does look way younger. That's the thing. Yeah, too. she it's does. Like very weird. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay. Uh, but I also, again, as I kind of said, the next episode, I don't care if these don't fully match up with canon. What matters is like the story that's being told. And I have an issue with the story being told. <laughs> uh, should I just get into that immediately? Uh, my Killmonger thing I was t- saying to you over text. I didn't okay. say what it was. So, um, well, I just I just want to kind of close the loop on what you had talked about oh. um, with T'Challa. This kind of answers our did Iron Man happen in 2008 or 2010? Okay, so I typed up when did T'Challa become the Black Panther? And in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he became the Black Panther in 2009. So... This would have to be set in 2010 for him to have been Black Panther for maybe a year for Killmonger to save him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I also like, as I've said before, I don't really, I, I like my, like, I like my version of the time. I like better, my, I like so I my really head cannon. Yeah, <laughs> I like T and I'm, I'm like. Incredible Hulk doesn't matter or isn't in the MCU and uh, it started in 2010. What if episode three so. clearly states, and speaking of what if episode three, before I get into my Killmonger rant, 
Uh, Don Cheadle playing Terrence Howard. They should have got Terrence Howard back for this episode. Come on. We're the we're in Terrence Howard era. We are, but also Ed Norton though. He yeah. didn't he didn't uh, get a call back. It's true. What was I gonna say? Um before I get into I still want there's some other things. I, I like some elements of Killmonger in this episode. I think his last moments with both Rhodey and Tony are great. Very like they're not well written. I don't want to say they're well written because it's like one line of dialogue, but like they are good like final words for him to say to those people. Um but here's the thing about this episode to me is that I think it posits that Killmonger's goal is to become respected and part of Wakanda. Would you agree with me? I feel like that was his goal in this episode. I honestly like his, it. What? It Sorry. didn't. It did not. His goal did not become clear until more towards the end. And even then it was still muddy. It was kind of like they were writing like this character has this goal. Um, up to this point and then his goal changes, but we're not going to talk about that at all. Well, I think, I think in the episode proper, like if I'm to ignore the original black Panther movie, yeah, his plan makes sense. We're just not given it. Like it's his, yeah. like he, it's a massive gambit where he basically engineers a war so he can be and kill the crown Prince of Rokonda and come in and take his place mm-hmm. as black Panther. However, that is not his goal in the movie. That's my big thing. His goal in Black Panther the movie is that Wakanda is failed. Wakanda is not good to him. Yeah. That America is not good either. His goal is to liberate the black people all around the world. Like all like black people every like in Europe, in America, all oppression. In this I would say the proper ending of this episode would be, if you tend to where it is, would be him killing the king. Like, the king and then taking his place as king. Like, that yeah. is where you would end this episode. So that way, he, and then him going like, now I'm going to move Wakanda's armies on the world. That is what he wanted in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And it but would it would have made sense. Seems tor- Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say it would have made sense for, sense for him to use tony stark to, he had yes. the, he had the resources to get him to the point that he needed to be at yeah exactly like yeah he's like his plan makes sense to a point and matches with the character you've seen to a point but i just here's the thing it's like i want to be like i again it's one of those things where i'm like i don't believe this character is like with nick fury in this episode like, i don't believe this character is stupid and this i'm like i don't think killmonger would kill t'challa unless he was proven to be an issue in his mind, in my my mind, he would view T'Challa as a potential ally until he was proven otherwise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because to him, he wants to use Wakanda's forces to take down the rest of the world. That is his goal in Black Panther. Uh, yeah. He wants to liberate people. Uh, that is, like, in his own twisted way, and liberate people by putting everyone else into oppression. That is what his stated goal is in Black Panther. And in this... The move that it ends with him seemingly content and happy that he is just in the Wakandan system of isolation. And what's worse to me is the thematic point of Black Panther is is that he's right to a degree. But moreover, T'Challa and Wakanda is wrong to keep himself so insular and isolationist. The end of his episode posits 
that Shuri is right to suspect him as an outsider. And that is the only reason that she is going to uh, Pepper. It's because she's like, I don't trust this outsider. Mm -hmm. Which to me means that the point of this episode is thematically at odds with Black Panther, the movie. That is my issue yeah. with this episode yeah. entirely. <laughs> like that is my breakdown why I did not like this episode. Because yeah. as cool as it was to get Killmonger back, this did not feel like Killmonger to me. It felt like, to be very blunt, well, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. We're going to move on. I think people know what I'm about to say, so I'm not going to say. It. <laughs> I I will say that it, it was nice having. Uh, we talked about like Paul Bettany is Paul Bettany and. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch are both like really good voice actors. I've got to say Andy Serkis is also he's also putting on a clinic, you know? Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah. So he he was really, really great in his time uh, in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was good. I think I think my movie Jordan's fine. Uh, my big thing. Well, OK. Well, the big thing of Killmonger this episode, I, I keep saying this literally in my text about this episode, is I'm pretty sure Michael B. Jordan's like, y'all come back as long as I can make Killmonger canonically a fan of anime. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was my... <laughs> that, that was something that I was... I was glad that they acknowledged uh, that the ro- that the robots looked like Gundam um, yeah, they robots. Did. Totally. They totally did. And, uh, and I'm glad that they that they acknowledge that because i'm like that's something that the audience is going to recognize right away and i'm like i'm not a fan of anime and i've never watched gundam at all i've just seen you know like yeah yeah same just seen it in like different magazines and whatnot um and ready player one i've not seen that (laughs) i've not seen that movie but you don't need to it's Uh, (laughs) you don't need to (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i've not i i've not heard good things about it so um yeah Uh, but yeah i was glad that that was something that they that they did verbally recognize because i was like it's everyone's gonna be thinking it they're gonna be like okay what what about this and it's it's funnier and more fun if our characters recognize how ridiculous like and it would feel weird if tony didn't acknowledge it yeah like yeah that is what tony stark does yeah, I um, I did like it. Also, I I liked because as much as this episode was about Killmonger, there was also more on Tony here, um, emphasizing like how big of a moment it was for him to be a prisoner of the Ten Rings, um, and build the suit yeah. in the in the cave. Um, what I also think here is. I think, no, I think you're right. Um, my other issue with this episode, unrelated to my whole, Killmonger is grossly out of character and the episode thematically completely negates the actual film, uh, is I think it's the opposite problem of the Nick Fury episode. Where this episode, I think it's designed to show how smart Killmonger is, but... Really, my takeaway is, is that this universe's version of Tony Stark is very stupid. Like, he's 100% played, and it's very obvious he's being played. Yeah. Like, literally, Killmonger winks pretty much to Pepper 
in front of him. And he's like, yeah, Killmonger's right. Like, he just comes off as an idiot. Like, and he's not an idiot. That's the thing about Tony Stark. People always forget. People are like, yeah, Tony's dumb. He's dumb socially, like, in a way. Like, I think he has very bad social skills. He has a lot of mental health issues. But when it comes to, like, brains and, like, being suspicious, he's smart. And eventually he does get there in this episode just in time for him to get murdered. And, of course, after he already hired someone to instigate an international incident. Um, so it's something weird to me. It's like, yeah, I don't really think Killmonger's smart. And also I think, like, the Wakandans don't seem smart in this either. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just Killmonger. Who's been- and Claw. Granted, Claw is not that smart in the original film either. So, uh, but my last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode, um, and I kind of alluded to the zombie episode, is I think I remember telling you that one of my big things I wanted when I saw Killmonger was in the trailer was I wanted a scene between, because we're never going to get one again, and we were never going to get one again, even if Chadwick had, like, not passed away, um, between Killmonger and T'Challa. And we got that in the ancestral plane. I was like, this is really eerie considering, you know, real life events yeah but it was also just like a really good scene it was exactly what i wanted from the scenario that was the highlight of the episode to me was uh t'challa was like is this really what you wanted mm-hmm. was like yeah it was like that was even though i disagree that it's what he wanted but <laughs> like I've, it was a good scene and it was all aw- and the fact is i think those are both two of the better voice actors of the movie actors in these um you know, these episodes. Yeah. And so it really was just like, ah, great. Uh, Killmonger and T'Challa talking it out again. Uh, but yeah. 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 What about you? Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? I'm sorry. I feel like I've ranted. No, it, no, it's good. I, I feel like, I feel like it's like a very specific reason why I don't like this episode to be clear. Like, yeah. It's no, it, it, yeah. It, it makes, it makes <laughs> sense. Basically like these, these were fun. That, and that's why that's why I liked them because I'm not investing I'm not investing anything in these I I'm just kind of like well eh. I think yeah they're here I don't want to be like sure but the difference between this and the zombies episode is like the zombies episode to me isn't trying to say anything yeah this episode to me is like it, it's commentating on like the the Marvel movie that's actually about something yeah and trying to make it about nothing. And that's my issue. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I get. It. I get that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right. Well, should we move on to yeah. our predictions? Sure. I'm done. I'm. Th- I'm done tearing apart Killmonger. Okay. Um. So I think this is all leading to. Wait. These... Wait. I did have one more thing. I'm sorry. I have one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <gasps> Timestone reverse. Killmonger. Was right. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Killmonger. Uh. Lived up to his name. This was a very violent episode. Uh, a lot of cutaways from murder, from like point blank gunshots. I was like, "Wow, this is a." This is a I thought this was like in a way a, the darkest episode of the show so far. Yeah. Because, uh, unlike the murder mystery episode where it was all like, "Oh, they got murdered," but we don't know who did it. This is very much like, "Nope, Killmonger's like shooting Tony Stark in the head" type of thing. And I was like, "This is cool. Like, I like that element of it, even though it was like I still didn't like Killmonger." Okay, now we can move on. Okay, sorry. So my, my prediction, uh, this is all leading to these characters teaming up, even though the world building has felt very, very sloppy thus far. I know Ultron is in one of the future episodes, so I hope that episode is 
What if Marvel Studios portrayed Ultron as a much better villain than what Joss Whedon threw together? Uh, I also think we're getting a Gamora Warlord episode from promotional pieces, um, which I think will be very interesting. Uh, I think we will get a team up of villains as well as heroes, which is something that I am very interested in seeing. Um, I really, really want a Clue-esque episode about a murder mystery in Hank Pym's mansion. Alas, I don't think we'll get that because it's too too cool for this show. Yeah, I think maybe next season. Um, now, can I can I go on a digression, like a sidebar, very quick? Very quick, because uh, you mentioned Clue. Yeah. Uh, if I could pitch any Muppet movie to Disney, I would do Muppet Clue. And the only human, which of course would be, if you've seen the original movie, right? Yeah, like with Tim Curry. If not, I should give that to you. It's such a great film. What it's uh, the Tim the it's Clue. It's just called oh Clue. Clue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've, just, I thought you were yeah, talking yeah. about Muppets, and I'm like, I've seen Muppets and no, Clue, no, no, so no, no. like I've no, seen no, Clue. old school Muppets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would do ones. Muppet Clue, and I, I would cast the human. Obviously, has to be Tim Curry's character in the original Clue. Yes, right? like the butler. Yes, it has yes. To. And I would have it be uh, Domhnall Gleeson playing that character. Uh, you know, the guy who plays Hux in Star Wars. Like, yeah. I think he would, he, he would totally work well with Muppets. And that would be the one human character. Obviously, Mr. Green has to be. Oh, you wouldn't have. I don't know how you wouldn't have Curry. No, he, well, you can't have Tim Curry. I, to be very blunt, he's had a stroke and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's you true. You can't have him. Yeah. Maybe he can cameo. Um, but I would have Don Hall Gleason play that role. You could have Tim uh, Curry like show up to the house in the middle like the guy, of the. He could be the guy like the the tele the dancing the t- telegram dancing telegram. Moment. Like he shows up and he's like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I have a message for you." Yeah, that movie has like the greatest ending. Wadsworth. Of all time. Wadsworth really wanna... is that character's name. Yeah, yeah, that's who Don Hall Gleason should play. Okay, I want to quote the line of it, but I also like if you haven't seen Clue, watch it. I can't. Which, the, it's the one of the best ending lines of all time. But which of ending? ending? Three. Which ending? ending? Three. Yeah. Ending C. Yeah. It's ending C. It is the best line ending line of honestly any comedy I've ever seen. I crack up. Besides maybe some like it hot because some like it hot is like the most iconic ending line. Um, but anyway, my predicts. Uh, <laughs> I think if we do get our team up. It's going to be led by the Watcher, offering the failed Doctor Strange a redemption. By him being the leader of the other dimensions, various multiversal Avengers. So I think of the episodes left we got, we're going to have a Thor-centered one. We're going to have one that's on Sakaar. I don't think they're the same episode, to be clear, because I think the Thor episode, I think the Sakaar episode is supposed to be set at the same time as Avengers 1. Mm. I don't think it's going to be Thor involved. I hope that one acknowledges Valkyrie existing, unlike the Doctor Strange one ignoring Mordo. And speaking of which, I think the finale will fire the biggest check of gun on everyone's mind not for this show only but through loki through spider-man far uh, uh no way home through shang chi through avengers infinity war and endgame which is where is baron mordo the bill has become due multiple times the pull is the bill is overdue <laughs> that yeah we need mordo to pay give, give him the bill <laughs> anyway you know actually now that i think about it i think Maybe that's what Mordo's doing, like what Strange was doing in the um, episode four. Like, was sucking up uh, people to get more power. Maybe. I don't know. I just want more Mordo. That's a great actor. Uh, Chew it whole. He's such a great actor. 
Where is it? To uh, to until Age of Four. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? We need more. We need more Mordo. He's in Doc Strange too. Hopefully, I'm I'm starting to get a little worried about it. like I could see him being like that person who like comes back and dies in the opening scene and be like, "Here's the real villain." So I'm like, "Don't do that." He 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 should be the main villain. Or like he that. gets destroyed by the kaiju. And then Danny's like, that's it. I'm done. Walks, walks out. I quit. No, nah, I'll quit. Um, anyway, I think we're done. We're done. Here. I think so, too. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, why is with tydan.buzzsprout.com. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyan1 because I'm number one. You can follow me, Danny Vince, on a letterbox at Blankments for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. We'd also like to thank Zachary Wright for editing this episode. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Zach. And next week, we will not be covering What If. We won't get back to What If till the finale. Sorry, guys. But next week, we can get back to prepping for. Venom, 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 Let There Be Carnage, by watching the two films Andy Serkis has directed before. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So we'll talk about those next week. Hope you listen to us then. Bye. All right. Catch you in the next one. Bye.